Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Wednesday morning, October 20th. My name is Tom Short and I'm so glad to have you along as we get into the Word of God every day and trust that the Word of God will transform our lives from the inside out. We're, we've been going through a very, very important series and we're on day two of it or day three of it actually. Why do people leave the faith? Why are there so many people, even famous people, walking away from the faith? And what are traps Satan sets for us and for our loved ones that we need to be aware of? Today I'd like to talk about the inability to forgive others. I have heard so many people, so many students on campus, justify unbelief, justify rejecting God, justify disobedience by claiming I've been hurt by the church. And I'm not entirely sure how to understand all this. Of course, part of it is very true, no doubt about it. Part of it is, I think we live in a victim-honoring culture that uh, to be a victim of some powerful organization or a victim of certain villains is a badge of honor. And indeed, in our current cultural Marxism, postmodern culture, the church is one of the villains. And people who've been hurt by the church, this is a badge of honor that they like to wear. But I'm going to go back to the reality, that, that, that the truth, the statement, that people probably have been hurt by the church. I'll bet you've been hurt by the church. I know I have. And I'll bet you've been hurt by church people. I know I have. You can't be around church people very long without some of them hurting you. As a matter of fact, you can't be around anyone for very long without them hurting you. Why? Because we're human beings. We're sinful people. We hurt one another's feelings. We say things about people we shouldn't say. We say things to people we shouldn't say. We, 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 we may, people may or may not regret later on what they said or failed to say, what they did or failed to do. Sometimes people hurt one another intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, sometimes in big ways, sometimes in small ways. But all of us, all of us have been hurt by other people in one way or another and including church people. Now, there's something about church people and the church, though, that I think can make it a little bit more difficult, and that is we have high expectations of church people. Indeed, if someone hurts you at school or at work, you kind of expect that, don't you? you but when you go to church, you think these people are supposed to be loving. These people are supposed to be kind. These people are supposed to have it all together. And by and large, they do. They are, at least my experiences, the churches I've attended, people have been more kind, more gracious, more loving, more understanding, more empathetic, etc., etc. And yet even they, even the best of people, even the people you, you, you trust the most at times can fail you because they're still human. They still make mistakes. They still say things they may regret. And indeed, they may hurt you. And let's face it also with the church. The church, sometimes they have the responsibility to, shall we say, hurt us. Sometimes they have the responsibility to call us out. Sometimes the church has the responsibility to point out our sin, 
to point out our, our need of repentance and to call us to God. And so, have people been hurt in the church? I have no doubt at all that that's happened. But the question is, how do we respond to it? Do we respond if we were called out, for instance, or if, if something we're doing was called out or something we're doing privately was spoken against publicly? Are we to be called out for that? Or how do we respond to that? Well, hopefully we, we repent. Hopefully we are great, grateful. Hopefully, like David said, might the righteous smite me with kindness. It's oil upon my head. It's, it's, it's the path of me getting right with God. But I'd like to talk more so today about, well, how about the people who, shall we say, you know, say something, hurt us. Maybe they say something about us. Maybe they betray a confidence. Maybe they do something that's legitimately wrong. It is legitimately hurtful. And, and again, whether intentional or not, it wasn't a mistake. And it wasn't they were calling us out on repentance. They wronged us. They did something wrong to us. What must be our response? Well, this is where the scripture is pretty clear. We must forgive. We must forgive. There's many, many verses on this. I wrote about them in last night's daily email. And I'd like to refer to some of them here again this morning. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. Are you ready? See to it. See to it that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. That there be no, Im, that there, see to it, there we go, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, see to it that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. Folks, you allow a root of bitterness, what is a root? couple things about a root. Number one, it's underground. It's not visible at first. Later on, it springs up. Secondly, have you ever tried to dig a root out? You know, like you take a stump out and you're trying to get the roots out. That is hard work. Roots can run deep. Roots run far and wide. This is why it's so important that we address a root of bitterness quickly. The sooner, the better. And a root and how do you how do you develop how do you treat that? You treat you you address it. Make sure you don't it doesn't get there by forgiving others. Ephesians four verse thirty one is such a vital vital verse in on this. And here Paul says this: Let all bitterness and wrath and clamor and and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. We're going to talk about this more in just a second. But how did God forgive you? Think about that for a moment. Forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Were you sorry enough for the way God has forgiven you? Sorry enough for your sins? Probably not. Do you recognize everything that you did against God and your sins? Probably not. Have you confessed every single thing and uh, to the degree you should have? Probably not. And yet, how did he forgive you? This is how we are to forgive others. And we'll see this in just a moment. Jesus spoke to this need of forgiveness in Matthew chapter 6. He just given us the Lord's Prayer. Of course, one of the prayers there is forgive us our debts. 
as we forgive our debtors. But in verse 14 and 15, he says something that I don't hear preached on enough. Are you ready? For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. My goodness, that's pretty heavy, folks. That's pretty heavy. If you don't forgive others, your Father won't forgive you. This is why I say that lack of forgiveness poisons our soul. Lack of forgiveness, it, it, it nullifies the power of the gospel, which is the gospel of forgiveness. Lack of forgiveness creates a root of bitterness that can sink deep within us and go deep, and those roots can be so hard to remove. And that's why we want to address lack of forgiveness quickly. And so how do you forgive a person? I mean, this raises so many questions. What if they're not really sorry? Should you forgive them? My answer is yes, because we forgive in obedience to God and we forgive for our sake. There may still be boundaries. You don't let them continue to hurt you, but you must forgive them. You must release them. You must release any desire for vengeance, any desire to get even, any, any wish and desire, Lord, any, any anger at them. You must give this to God. God will take care of people. God will deal with people. God will bring about what needs to be done. God sees. God knows what happened to you. Someone may have hurt you. Don't allow them to continue to hurt you. Don't allow them to continue to hold power over you by, by believing you are a victim of what they've done to you. Rise above it. Rise above it. So how do we forgive? I'd like to read from Matthew chapter 18. Then Peter came, verse 21, and Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall I forgive my brother? How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? That's pretty <laughs> gracious of Peter to offer that. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. And he's not meaning you get to count to 490. No, I think he's meaning just you just forgive people. You just stop counting. Jesus then tells a parable. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one of them owed him 10,000 talents, was brought to him. 10,000 talents was a lot of money. It would have been millions of dollars in our day and age. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold along with his wife and children and that all they had and repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the Lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him the debt. But that slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. I don't know what that would be, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars, thousand dollars maybe. A denarii was a day's wages and seized him, and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell to the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and threw him in the prison until he should pay back what he was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their Lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his Lord said to him, You wicked slave! 
I forgave you all that debt and you when you pleaded with me, should you not have also had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that I had mercy on you? And his Lord moved with anger, handed him over to the to the torturers until he should repay all that he was that was owed him. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart. Pretty heavy parable, pretty heavy warning. This is why many people have left the faith. It's why many people have become a blockage between them and God. They've become embittered. They become, their souls have been poisoned because they won't forgive. This parable tells us how to forgive. Stop focusing on what others have done to you and start and focus much, much more on how God has forgiven you. As we focus on the debt we owed the Lord and we realize how God has forgiven us, the greatness of his mercy, the greatness of his compassion, the greatness of his forgiveness, as we focus instead on what we have done and how God has forgiven us, it becomes easier. I didn't say easy, but much easier to forgive others. Our debt to God, way, I guarantee you, your debt to God was way greater than, than anyone else's debt to you. Your sin against God was way greater than what anyone else has ever done to you. Your brokenness and acknowledgement of your sin, did you do it far enough? Probably not. Did you recognize everything you've done? Probably not. Did you recognize the greatness of your debt? Probably not. Just like that person who you're struggling with. They might not realize the greatness of how they hurt you. Probably don't. They, might, they may not feel as bad as they should. Probably don't. And yet neither do we towards God. And God forgave us. So my friend, this is the key. I realize easier said than done. When people hurt us, it does hurt. And it goes deep. And it can create a root of bitterness, though, that, and that root can poison us. Avoid it like you would drinking rat poison. Avoid it like you would drinking strychnine. Avoid it like you would poisoning your body because you don't want to poison your soul. And so when, when it's hard to forgive, look to God. God, I remember how much I've hurt you. I remember how much I've sinned against you. Lord, it's more than I realize. I'm not, I haven't been as sorry as I should have been. And the person who's hurt me more than they realize, and they haven't been as sorry as they should be. But I'm going to look at how you've forgiven me. And from that, I'll gain strength and power to forgive those who've hurt me. You can be like God, my friend. You can be like the Lord. You, you can have loving kindness. That's great. You can have mercy. You can show someone something they don't deserve. You can show grace and be like God. It's awesome. Guard your soul, guard your heart. Don't let yourself become embittered. It's, 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 it's a prison to be in. It's torture to be there. It's terrible for a Christian to be in a place where they, they're holding grudges. It poisons the soul. I pray it won't be for you. Father in heaven, we want to thank you today that you have forgiven us far more than we deserve. You've forgiven us for far more than we realize. You've forgiven us for sins we don't even realize we committed. 
Our debt to you would have been in the tens of millions. And we thank you for your great loving kindness, mercy, and that you've taken all of our sins and buried them in the deepest sea. You've chosen to forget them, and you've given us forgiveness and justification. Thank you a thousand times, Lord, a million times. We want to thank you. We want our hearts to be filled with gratitude and always remembering the grace that you have shown us in our Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, because of that, when people hurt us, when they offend us, intentionally or unintentionally, in big ways or in small ways, give us the grace, we pray. Give us the grace to forgive them as you have forgiven us. Oh, Father, we pray for that. Forgive them the way you've forgiven us. Help us, Lord, to release them. Deliver us from bitterness. Deliver us from anger. Deliver us from a spirit of vengeance. We commit our offenders into your hand. We think, Lord, of those who've never apologized, and they're not sorry. And even though they were intentional, we give them into your hands. You can deal with them. You'll bring about justice in the right time. We, we thank you that you will deal rightly, properly. So we give them to you. We leave room for the wrath of God. We don't take our own vengeance. We leave room for the wrath of God today. We leave room for you to do to deal with them as you determine is appropriate, and we release them. In the name of Jesus, we release our offenders. We pray, Father, they would have no power over us. We pray they would have no ability to make us angry or vengeful. We pray, Father, even we, you said we should even pray for our enemies. We pray, Lord, that even a blessing would come upon them. How we pray, Lord, that those who have offended us, we, Father, for many of them, we pray, Father, forgive them. They know not what they were doing. And whether they knew or not, we thank you for your heart that you can love even sinful people. You did us. You loved us when we were sinful people. You demonstrated your love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, Father, even our offenders, reach out to them. Reach out to them in mercy, in kindness. Win them to yourself, we pray. We pray, Lord, for those church members who have hurt us. Maybe a church pastor who's hurt us. They failed us. They let us down. Maybe they betrayed us, betrayed a confidence. Whatever it was, Lord, help us, Father, to forgive them. They are our brothers and sisters. We will spend eternity with them. I pray, Lord, as far as it depends on us, we would be at peace with them. We'd be at peace with them, forgiving them, rising above, not only grudges, but rising above what they've done to us, not overcome by evil, not overcome by negative attitudes, but overcoming evil with good, conquering with love, mercy, and forgiveness. Father, help us with this. I pray for, Lord, I know unforgiveness can be a, a great stronghold. Bitterness can be a stronghold. That root can run deep. Father, do surgery within us. We, we can't even get the root out ourselves sometimes. It's too deep. Help us, Father. We come to you seeking your grace and your power to truly uproot that bitterness. We don't want it to spring up and defile. Rather, we want it to be dug up and discarded so that we could forgive and and no bitterness, I pray for that, Lord. Help us, no bitterness in our hearts towards anyone. We pray for this in Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. And maybe God has uh, convicted you today. And so take this message to heart and don't just forget about it. Let God uproot. It might take some time. You might need to really get alone with God and really pray over it. You might need to watch this video again and pray again and again and again and ask God to help you forgive. Remember, the key to forgiveness is not to muster the strength yourself. The key to forgiveness is turn your attention and focus to God, how you've sinned against him and he's forgiven you. As you realize the greatness of his forgiveness, it does become easier to forgive others. Hey, thanks for joining me today. It's been an important message. Maybe you know someone who needs to hear this video. Pass it on, share it with others, and encourage people to come join us day by day because every day we're getting in the word here. And every day we're trusting God to be building us up in Christ. We want to be strong Christians. We don't want to be weak Christians. The church is so many weak Christians. We want to be strong and mighty. We need to be strong and mighty in these days for our Lord and for the mission he's given us. Okay? I'll be back tomorrow at uh, 8.30 a.m. Eastern, but you can watch anytime, and you can listen to the podcast. More and more people are listening to the podcast. Our podcast audience has been growing. We're grateful. So you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or the Google podcast platforms. Search for The Tom Short Show. Got to write in all four words, The Tom Short Show, and you'll find us. And then you can download, listen while you're walking, exercising, driving to work, whatever you want to do. Okay? Hey, God bless you. You have a great day. Walk in his victory. Love others. Love others. When we love, we know God. And when we love, God abides in us. Amen? God bless you. You have a wonderful day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.